0: This is TV8 My Dinner, a podcast about entertainment issues brought to you by DarkCrazy.com.
1: In a lawless world, a city without
2: hope cried out for a hero. And he came. Give it up, punk. You're not getting out of here.
1: Back off, cop. One more move and I'll shoot this
2: guy. Ow. But you're forgetting one thing, aren't you, punk? What are you talking about? For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Huh? You can't expect to exert this much force without suffering some kind of backlash. What do you mean? Allow me to demonstrate. Ah! It means when you push me, I push back, punk. Uh,
1: You shot me, you
2: jerk! Sorry, dude. Guess I just got carried away. I don't like to be pushed. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. He is that reaction. Damn it, Newton! Are you responsible for this bloodbath? He pushed me, Captain. Nobody pushes me. The press is gonna have a field day with this. Looks like you really screwed up this time, Newton. Oh, you think so? That's it. You're suspended. I want your badge and your gun. Would you settle for just the bullets? Ah! There are only three laws. Someone on the roof. His laws.
0: I don't know anything, I swear! Just put me down!
2: I want to know who sent you. Talk, punk, or you're gonna be a smear on the sidewalk down there. I don't know anything! Well, listen up. I'll teach you something about universal gravitation. What? What goes up must come (laughs) down. A body in motion stays in motion. A body at rest stays at rest. When you push him, he pushes back with equal and
1: opposite force from the producers of Le Chatelier's principle, Newton's Law. Coming this summer to theaters everywhere.
3: Listening to TV V eight my dinner. My name is Sean. I'm sitting here with Brooks and Greg. Hey, everybody!
4: How's it going?
3: How's it hanging? A little
0: to
4: the left, chain, but okay. Low?
0: Do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Wobble through the float or something <laughs> like
4: that. Uh, I think uh, my friends have been listening to some of uh, their uh, weirder, uh, more urban-type music here lately because uh, ever since I came I on Skype, weird. Well, uh,
0: it's some probably the most popular kind of music in the world right
4: now. Well, I guess it is. You know, but, for I better mean, or worse. The particular s- selections you are listening to are, are particularly uh, out there.
0: Well, we were listening to some Frisky Dingo rap, so I guess it.
3: Yeah. And frisky. nothing sounds more awesome than that. <laughs> that was a selection from Frisky Dingo. I've, I've been looking for an excuse to talk about that show forever. That's a great show on, a, on the Adult Swim. I just got the DVD of that.
0: Is that the show so, you
3: showed me where the guy was gonna glue
0: the wig to the guy?
3: Yes, there you go. <laughs> very, very, very disturbing. It, it's very disturbing, and that particular rap is disturbing. The reason I have that that full song is because that's what plays on the DVD menu. Oh, well, cool. before the song, it's like the full version of the song. I will. I can you Netflix that
0: that show? Surely
3: you can. It's on DVD. I bought it. It can't be that hard to get hold of. I would like to check that out now that I'm done yeah. with the Concords. It's very cool, and the Concords, the fly, of the Concords, is also very cool. Oh, well, definitely. I highly recommend that one if if you like your humor Super at all, funny. sophisticated. And it's not gross, offensive, funny. It's just no. like straight up, you it's know, really... very, very funny. Like it's it's kind of you know it's kind of charming and 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 sweet in a weird well, way. Well, yeah, those know?
0: two main characters and their and their manager are all very sweet and innocent. If it weren't for their friend, that one guy who is vile. The show would be good for kids, <laughs> but that one guy—he says horrible <laughs> things, like horrible he,
3: things. And it's it's sort of anti-American in that sentiment because that's yeah. who he is. He's the American who talks. The one like American a moron. guy is like the worst person alive. Reminds but me I, of people I know.
0: So there's a couple TV shows that have been out that everyone knows about for a long
3: time that we're, we're just now getting out to talk about. <laughs> well, Frisky Bingo, <laughs> so I'm not sure how many people do know. There is apparently a second season that I'm not aware of. I haven't seen any of it, but I didn't even know it existed until I saw it just randomly found it on demand one day. Greetings, America.
1: I am Killface.
2: This guy, this, um, what is it? Killface. Uh, yes! I, I, and I mean, I, he's terrifying.
1: Yes! He's evil personified!
2: You didn't kill the taxi driver?
1: No, you know I was. But I think it's hard enough on the Arabs in this beastly country right now, uh, so you I... You
2: don't think he's at No, that. I'm pretty sure that guy is Filipino.
1: Oh, well then. <laughs> London calling. Oh, we need a theme song. Okay, um... Entertainment tonight.
4: Dun, 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 is it just dun, dun, me, or dun. is Cartoon Network terrible at marketing things? Because I never know. Well, it you know, does seem like they're, they're
1: not their
3: marketing best shows are on at, That's like, the there beat. are 15-minute shows that come on at 2 in the morning.
0: <laughs> I don't think that we're their marketing audience. I'm sure the people that they want to get to know about this stuff.
4: Well, I mean, that, that seems to be the case, but it just seems like I can, you always hear about, you know, good shows that are on Adult Swim, usually about, you know, a season or two into them.
1: Okay, once again, the mall has become my Waterloo.
4: I mean, Robot Chicken was kind of that way. I, you know, I, I didn't know about it until one of our friends brought it to DragonCon on on a DVD, and we watched it on the computer one night.
3: They, and that's exactly how I saw it because it's really funny, you know. And Robot Chicken's one of the shows that people told me was good, and I was like, I'm not watching that. That's stupid. Like, and not because I thought the show itself looked stupid. I guess it was the credited the credibility of the people telling me that <laughs> they're like Robot Chicken's really funny. Yeah, whatever. Your mom's funny. And that's like I'm not a very good friend. What do you know from funny? Yeah, Exactly. But um
0: Where's the spoon? I'll tell you what's weird about Adult Swim is every time I turn on and look for Adult Swim and find it, it's something horrifically irritating and not funny at all. But oh, then that's they'll true. have these like Xavier Renegade Angel kind of moments of genius that pop up. I'm like, Man, this is awesome.
2: Powers are for the weak. I have no powers. I mean, Unless you count the power to blow minds with my weapons-grade philosophical insights. I'm a thoughtocoster. I'm the conundrummer in a band called Life Puzzler.
0: All right, well, I'm taking off. Later.
2: Hell, I've flipped more lids than a monkey in a soup kitchen. Of the mind. Does that make me a hero? I I
0: admire people that are weird and funny because it's easy to be weird but it's not easy to actually be funny while being weird. So a lot and of just to be some people tell, a lot of people weird think weird that being weird is sake. funny. Yeah. And that's not true. They're just being weird for weird's sake a lot of times. And that's mm-hmm. that's no good.
3: I'll tell you another show that I saw that I thought was good. The, have you seen any of the ads for for this BBC show, this this Jekyll and Hyde show?
4: With Prime like Evil. Was that the one? Or is it no,
3: Primeval Jek- is decent. I've seen that one also, but but this is like a, a new take on on Jekyll and Hyde, and it's just called Jekyll.
4: Mm-mm. No, I've not heard of that. Surprised one. Surprised you haven't
3: seen any commercials, because uh, there are a bunch of commercials running for it. But uh, I I Netflixed that, and I was I was I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was very well done. So it's a BBC show. Yeah, BBC is really having a lot of fun shows these days.
0: Well. In that case, it's in English, and I won't be able to understand it, right?
3: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) They pronounce things differently. Some would say more correctly.
4: I saw the pilot for uh, True Blood last night, the uh, new HBO series. It was okay. Yeah,
3: Yeah. I've, I've watched the first couple episodes of that.
4: It's pretty cute. I'm
3: still holding out because it is kind of an interesting vampire story. Not nearly as stupid as the ads made it look. But I'm still getting this vibe that it's going to be a big down on the south sort of story. Every, it's supposedly in Louisiana and everyone has these ridiculous accents. Like these Gone with the Wind accents. And it's a really, it's it's a hammer-handed allegory for the, the plight of... of minorities in in the american south because that's
0: as told through the eyes of vampires well see well, there's, this yeah, whole thing where an... there's
3: a vampire rights amendment that they're trying to push for and everyone what? knows that vampires exist and they really are like i don't think i want you dating my sister kind of, like <laughs> jesus
2: <laughs> you know that sounds so amazing. it's like...
3: kind of fun because it's alan ball but i really i i'm not sure yet i'm pretty sure i'm offended <laughs> I'm holding
4: yeah. out. I haven't the watched writing, enough of it yet it, to be a the The story is a am. lot of
3: fun. The story is fun as a vampire story, but this whole southern element, you know, I'm getting so sick of. You know, uh I don't want to do another one about it, but I don't want to. I don't wanna dwell on that. But I, I've got a feeling I'm going to hold out. I'm going to keep watching, but I got a feeling that I'm going to come back.
4: You've been, with, you've been watching Entourage.
3: Oh yeah, I think they were got a very solid story this this year they really worked hard to to it, it it has a sequel feel like they're coming back and and it, there's a separation from where they left off you know a lot of divisions that they have to work up back from so i think this is it feels like the first season you know where he's like starting from nothing again
4: yeah and i'm enjoying the storyline i'm glad they didn't do what i thought they were going to do and, and and make the movie he was making last season a blockbuster success that's what i thought they were going to do but
3: yeah it's almost a bold move because they sort of alluded to the fact that maybe they would come back and the movie would get recut and be you know but this they're they're tearing it apart like every time they mention the movie everything about it is terrible <laughs> like yeah you your acting was terrible oh the makeup looked terrible oh the movie was terrible like so they've, they've this season they're really just completely disavowing medellin like so that the only thing it serves is like a big high profile disaster. Which you know every now and then you get a you get a big movie star has one of those. So that's kind of fun. Did
0: you guys catch that the new Terminator episode? It's not a bad show. It it's kind of getting on, a little bit on my nerves the way all these shows like Heroes is worse about it by far, but where they they can't seem to make up their mind what the overall plot is. So they keep bringing in random new characters, and then you never see them again, that kind of stuff. I thought it was like, kind of weird not, where they bring in Kyle like Reese's one.
3: brother. I thought that was a, yeah. little, a little too much. It's an interesting, but I think it's a little much.
0: Yeah, and it,
4: it – I don't well, see why if it had seen to be his brother. One. I mean, I think it could have just been another guy. It's a little weird. Yeah. It's his brother. They
0: bring
3: in. Um, they wanted to create a reason name, for then? them to care about this guy. That's why. Yeah. Because they were so going to let him die. And then all of a sudden, the fact that it's Kyle Reese's brother makes him family. So I get that. But at the same time, isn't that kid from like 90210? I know. Yeah. That's what's weird yeah, about he was the it. the rapper. Like,
4: he doesn't look like he could be Sarah Con- a, a possible love interest for Sarah he looks, Connor.
3: He kind of looks like he was Michael Bean's brother.
0: He's yeah, he looks pretty look.
3: tough. He looks rugged. The guy that plays Kyle in the show it doesn't look as tough as as this guy. In the flash they have
0: the, now they've brought in uh, Shirley Manson. Is that her name? The girl from Garbage. Oh, really? To- yeah, and I'm, I won't ruin it for you, but she. It, I was a little upset about her appearance and, and her character, so I'm I'm just getting annoyed. I'm wondering if they're just going to completely disavow the series when they make the new movie, the Christian Bale
3: movie. Or if they're going to at all try to work this yeah, into Yeah, I was kind of wondering that too,
4: whether or they're going to try to write this to lead up to it. No, um,
3: almost never do you see a TV takeoff of a successful movie have anything to do with the continuation of that film franchise. I'm sure that they won't try one way or the other. It might not contradict if, it because it sounds like they're – Placing that in the future, where you know, where it's just man against machine in the future.
0: Yeah, and I'm well. We'll see if they bring in a, a brother for Kyle or anything like that. I don't
3: think they will. Kyle is played by like Anton Yelchin in the movie, hmm. the kid who plays Chekhov in the new Star Trek movie. I'm not sure I'm I'm down with that because he doesn't look. I don't know. I'm not sure we're respecting just... the bean. You know, Michael Bean <laughs> is an intense dude. I, I don't say, know man, why we bring don't respect Michael that Bean legacy. Back into
4: it. <laughs> he still looks good. Still
3: yeah, cool. I mean, he doesn't. Have, even if he doesn't play Reese, yeah, he's well, still he cut. can't play Kyle. That would be re- ridiculous. But, <laughs> but he unless could play like going back anybody in time to save her somehow, younged him. So to speak. <laughs> I would accept almost anything. It's kind of sad because do you remember? We you know, this is one of our pet peeves, and this is probably I don't know why I didn't think of this when we were talking about because this is probably the worst one. But do you remember? You know how they'll shoot scenes and end up using them in the trailer of yeah. movies, and then it won't end up not and being they, in the movie. Won't make It'll the get cut. cut. Right. Well. If you remember in Terminator Two, they shot this dream sequence or whatever for her, where Kyle Reese is telling her, you know, you have to protect John and all this crap. Remember that? Yeah. And they used a clip of Michael Bean saying, you know, you've got to protect him. And they used that in the trailer. And I remember watching the trailer of Terminator Two going, Michael Bean is back? Oh my god. Like, clearly, they bring back Schwarzenegger, who also died in the first film, so don't say, you know, bringing back Reese was impossible. But, you know, I just remember watching that going, oh, this is going to be awesome, and then I go see the movie, and that nothing doesn't happen in the movie at all. (laughs) Like, there's no even, yeah, actually, even as a dream sequence, it gets cut from the film, and just being mad just being like that's what false. The, what
0: the crap false advertisement my friend
3: it is totally in that case like most of the time i got to tell you the you know they don't always know what's going to make the final cut they use the most interesting scenes but clearly they were using the fact that michael bean was coming back as a selling point to the movie yet they cut it, his, his one tiny cameo out of the movie so here again if you know that's the kind of thing that's going to get us all excited why don't you just put him in a movie yeah, I don't get it. You can bring back <laughs> Schwarzenegger eight times as a different Terminator. Yeah, surely they could afford Michael Bean at that point. It wasn't well, that couldn't have been. Yeah, an no, issue. it's disrespect for the Bean is what it is. It's that they're not. It's not that they can't get him. It's that they don't try. They're like, who oh did, well, that's ridiculous. Cameron Reese can't come back. We need Schwarzenegger in eight movies.
0: What? Who, who directed Terminator Two? Is that Cameron?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I didn't. Cameron I did sure. the second one.
0: Oh, I'm surprised he didn't bring Michael Bean in there he he clearly liked. Well, them. maybe they just oh, yeah. he did not like Michael Bean in
4: a lot script. of
3: movies. Yeah,
0: you know, he made this. Maybe he was busy making a you know Delta Force three or something <laughs> at the time. <laughs> maybe well you did.
4: know he s- sounds like he did you know shoot a scene with Michael Bean,
3: but it just he did. Hmm? This is real. If you see the DVD or whatever, you know they did like a T two more than meets the eye kind of like clip like you know director's cut one time and they showed all the cut scenes i've seen that scene it's real mm-hmm. like they they did shoot a scene but it was a dream sequence first of all i don't think dream sequences should make it into the trailer either because they they mislead you i don't understand why to do why you would go out of your way to do a dream sequence just to bring in michael bean
4: well, you know i have
3: no problem with them bringing michael bean back well, that maybe that's that could have why he's changed not there. everything
4: i mean i, I think I think James Cameron shoots a lot of stuff that gets cut anyway. You know, he pr- they pretty much cut a whole reel out of out of Aliens. Well, don't
3: not. I don't. I don't want st- to get on that topic, but he is what I would categorize as a lazy director because he is one of those directors that just shoots, you know, miles and miles of film and figures they'll fix it in post. And I don't really respect. I don't. I don't. Really, I, I respect it because that's an You know, sometimes you're like, we don't know what works until we've shot it sort of thing but it, it also does feels kind of sloppy to me i never feel like when directors like oh yeah we cut 30 minutes of this movie he's like what are you doing shooting 30 minutes you don't need that's money just going to waste that's a lot of that's a lot of people's time wasted too a lot of money going into the movie and a lot of people that think well, they're, they're part of a movie not. that won't be in it Maybe
0: that's true, but I'm sure all the people that work behind the scenes are, are happy that they're shooting extra stuff. All the cameramen and grips and stuff.
3: Yeah, I guess that's true. The people in front of the camera aren't exi- as excited that they're in a whole arc that gets cut out of the plot of the movie because the people well, nowadays, writing it didn't at least know they, what they have the be comfort about.
0: of knowing that they'll end up in the DVD.
3: Yeah, but I think so that's made people even lazier. lazier. <laughs> that's like the, what you know, Pete Jackson cutting the the. The death scene of Saruman out of the third movie because there was no reason to fight for it in the theatrical release because he knows he can tack it right back on the DVD. Meanwhile, you got Christopher Lee who doesn't want to come to the premiere because he's not in the damn movie. I and can't I believe can they cut bl- out
0: that that scene can, with the uh, mouth of Sauron or whatever. That was really an awesome scene. Yeah, you know. I guess they, they had time. They needed time, but you could have cut out some time from some of the love story part or something or.
3: Samwise hugging all over Frodo. Not surprised a, a lot of that.
4: like of the real fans didn't get up in arms about that one. That's the a,
3: reason yeah. being is because they knew they had a fallback position. They like why cry about what goes into theatrical release when you know you're just going to throw it right back onto the DVD. I think DVD has has uh, it's made directors too compromising because it, it's made them not care about the theatrical cut
4: at all. I also think. I mean I don't know about that necessarily but I also think that uh, making special editions gives them the capability of actually worsening their movie by adding back all those scenes but-
3: oh absolutely Brooks was talking about that before like these these comedies now that are like almost two hours long and full of completely unnecessary scenes because they just add everything back in but in summation I think Michael Bean should be in more movies oh, I do too. Well, that's I all I was really getting at
0: he had a good run though. I don't he think had a better he,
3: run than a lot of guys do. You're saying that like it's over, Michael mm-hmm. Bean? I'm man, that he's still in, he's saying, he's still in good shape. He's been he in a some of the prime.
0: he's been in some of the biggest movies from the last like 20 years. He can't really complain. So well,
3: yeah, he was like the hero of my childhood, but I still feel like he never got his shot as a as a front man, even though he was you know one of the main guys in Aliens, and even though he was technically yeah, he was the main action a, guy in Terminator, you know. He, they never make an ensemble one. usually yeah he's awesome I just I mean he's you know. had some
4: starring roles in TV movies but yeah he, he never has had, had the big shot that I think he deserved I mean he, he,
3: yeah I, I think Michael Bean is awesome. I think they should they can't give him a call and say we're making a Terminator TV show that's all I'm saying like work him in in any way you can well that's
4: why I was just about to say it's like it'd be cool if they did work him into this show I mean not playing Kyle but maybe just you know playing a bad a bad guy or something or some other kind of character and it would be kind of fun just as a throwback or, or just
0: something cool yeah yeah you know the girl that plays Sarah Connor on that show is um when she is being herself as an actress she has a very strong I don't know if it's British or Scottish an accent that's very strong, and it's, I was quite surprised when I heard Couldn't it. Couldn't understand a word of she it. She sounds well. I mean, she sounds so American on the show; it's very convincing. I it's, never would have guessed. It's that kind of it disconcerting how
3: easy it is. Like you, you ever watch yeah. House? Yeah. Oh my God, he's it's, has the most brilliant American accent I've ever heard. And what? And what I find even more hilarious, Hugh Laurie is like he's he's completely British, but there was even an episode where he was like putting on a British accent or whatever. And he it sounded like a guy faking a British accent. I was like, this is pretty brilliant, you know, <laughs> because you'd never, you'd never suspect if you saw him speaking, you know, with his regular accent, you'd be blown away because he, he doesn't sound at all like affected. He has this really well-developed American accent. It's impressive really is i don't see that many american actors who fake british accents as as well some of them do pretty good but for the most part it's still (laughs) i really have a hard time there there are a few that i think are good but i have a hard time with any of them to be honest with you most of the people like like johnny depp when he does a british accent you know it sounds like an accent
0: so wait i've heard this let me look this up real quick melissa told me that he has been confirmed as the riddler now
3: that can't be true in the next that,
4: movie. i did not that's hear big, i heard that's that that's a as big a rumor, rumor going around I,
3: I do not believe that's confirmed yeah. i cannot believe they'd confirm anything this early on
0: i've just she I, heard it, I, it on the radio i think it yeah, said i, he, I still he, say seymour hoffman and johnny depp that that Philip was going seymour around hoffman last week I, I, saw, like.
4: I saw that online last week but i don't think i think it's a rumor still i don't think it's confirmed
3: you can do Philip Seymour, huh? I don't think anything... It's too early. I don't care how big a successful movie is. You know, there was a lot of flap after Batman Begins, and everything was wrong mm-hmm. about who was going to be in the next one. You know, Heath Ledger didn't come up till much later.
4: Well, there's probably still hammering I out the story. I doubt they're, they're even thinking about casting at this point. I would
3: think. Yeah, I'm sure they know who the bad guy is going to be. But as far as signing someone up, it's, it seems early. And Rid- and Johnny Depp just sounds like something that fanboys would create in a rumor mill. It doesn't sound true. It's like the fanboys are all wanting Angelina Jolie to be Catwoman.
0: Well, both of those sound reasonable to me. It do not sound like something that wouldn't happen.
3: I like Johnny Depp, but I don't want to see him as the Riddler. I think he could pull off the Riddler. He's
0: a great actor, I think and the Riddler's could. kind of the quirky thing that he does well. He, Actually, he I think that's
3: exactly what makes the makes it wrong. You don't. He does everything as a quirky kind of performance. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like I wouldn't want it. him
4: to go and do Captain Jack in a in a green. Yeah, outfit, he's become you know,
3: but... sort of a trademarked caricature actor, where he sort of does these overblown like, "Wow, he was really acting!" <laughs> like in like Team America, he's using his acting. <laughs> You know, I I would like to see some like Heath Ledger, who created this really awesome character in the Joker, was still very underplayed in a lot of ways. He had a distinctive sort of voice that he did, but it, it was the undertones that made the character powerful. And because they picked someone who was more of a defined character actor and not so much of a caricature actor. And I think Johnny Depp is very good, but I am on him all the time because I think he picks scripts based on how good he thinks the role will be, and he doesn't and care how good to the script is. Picture him being a scary character. Yeah, is Sweeney Todd scary? No. This is nothing against Johnny Depp. I'm a big fan of Johnny Depp, although it is sort of the Kevin Costner thing where it's it's been a while since he's been in anything that I really that mm. I really enjoyed, but. You didn't like
0: any of the Pirates movies, even the first one? The first
3: one was pretty good. I actually liked the second one more than most people did. But I was not a huge fan of the first one, so it was easy for me to like the second one. But the third one I thought was just ugh. Yeah, third one's unwatchable. The funny thing about the third one is like this amazing visual of them like in this swirling like toilet bowl thing <laughs> going down. is so like appropriate. That's when I think yeah. of pirates. I think of that movie and I think of the whole franchise this going is a down. Representative That's awesome.
4: of this film, yeah. gross. That's,
3: that is a great that is a great visual, guys. Thank you. Yeah, because often? I think of your franchise and I think that picture and it and it and it just says it all.
4: <laughs> right down the toilet. <laughs> That's awesome.
3: But you know, I think that they they overextended themselves in the second one, and I still was with it because I wasn't a huge fan of the first one It was just action to me. But then they thought for the third one that they would do this epic story, and then I don't know. I I don't want to get into it. But yeah, we talked it, about this. It before. didn't work that's needless to say we we do enjoy the the depth the I, depitude i do enjoy depth you know i don't but there there's hollywood has we're a hard time knowing what, like kind of jump jump what kind of actor works on what kind you
0: know what i mean yeah we, we were down with
4: it
3: from the from yeah. nightmare on elm street yeah he kicked Greco's ass i don't care what you say nightmare,
4: you mean 21 jump street
3: Did you say is it? that not what i said you said jump nightmare on
4: elm street, street. He was in well, Nightmare Elm too. Street. Oh, was he, he was on a oh.
0: number of streets in the 80s. Yeah,
3: he was in every street. <laughs> Depp, he, Sesame Street. depth, Street from the streets. Street. Depp, Depp street from the street streets. Elm Street, Jump Street. That <laughs> <laughs> man, straight from the streets.
4: <laughs> I have to say, I do enjoy watching Summer Glau play a Terminator.
0: Yeah, you know, but I'll tell you, what's getting on my nerves about it hmm. is that they keep blowing her to crap. And her, her skin gets ripped up and all this stuff. And then the next time you see her, she looks pretty again. I'm like, how
4: is she doing Apparently that? Apparently she's better at healing ever herself see her in repairing the, in herself. the Schwarzenegger Negger Terminator has.
0: Yeah, she's not cutting her eyeball out with a razor and putting sunglasses on. I mean, she's just walking around all said, oh, look, her makeup's perfect again. How
3: hard would it be for them to come up with a story reason for that? Because, you know, in the, the when they take the head off of that one dude, he spends like the whole season rebuilding himself. You know, And it comes down to like he has to rebuild his endoskeleton, and he has to come up with a guy and help him invent synthetic skin, and then he has yeah, to go to a plastic surgeon to get a new face. Meanwhile, yeah, Summer Glau gets her face punched off and just glues it back on <laughs> and ends up looking like Summer Glau all over again.
0: She must be a more advanced model or something. Oh, hey.
3: the girls, Man, the girl terminators, <laughs> dude, they put... And maybe this is a statement on real society. Maybe this is true. But those girl terminators, they really work at making them the hotness. Like, I don't care if the Arnold one's eye pops out. Who cares? He can wear sunglasses. Forget him. He's the past.
0: Wouldn't it be scary, too, though? And I don't know why they've never thought about this. I think just... If I were doing it, it would be scary if you had a Terminator that was like an old lady or something. That not something you'd expect.
4: <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of funny. Well,
0: the, I mean, really, if like an old lady came after you and it was a Terminator, that'd be really like scary. One of those shape-shifter That's the problem. Terminators one instead, that- they always have the same looking kind of guys. Mm.
3: Because more or less in the original series, you know, they created the Schwarzenegger and that became the model of the original Terminator. Like these, so they try to find Schwarzenegger kind of guys. To do yeah, kind of, the i mean, it makes some sense, but at the same time, if, if but you were trying to But you'd never see an in, old lady and, coming. Yeah, exactly. Why didn't they make Terminator dogs, man? They're always getting dogs to be—you know—the the guards. Just make a dog go there and kill all the other dogs.
0: But you know what? Uh, one thing that bothers me out before about the show, I'll just say and get it out of the way. There's too many Terminators in it. You keep meeting Terminators. I'm like, how hard is it to kill this one kid? They send one. They literally have sent. I guess they sent Arnold, and they sent Arnold again. But outside of the movies, in the context of the show, they have sent one Terminator to get him, and that Terminator followed him through time and is still coming after him. But you've run into several others that have nothing to do with John Connor. They've got other missions.
3: I'll kind of accept like, if that if they because can, it's a TV they show. They them. have to have Terminators, but they can't have Terminators – they, they did kind of a good job on this, I think, because if every Terminator they ran into knew who John was and that was his mission, then there would be no hope. But they have to have Terminators in the show, so they come up with these Terminators that have other missions that don't know who he is. Otherwise, Which is that an would interesting their idea, mission.
0: but how hard is it to kill this kid? If If it's so hard and so important to them, it just seems like they'd be able to to send more than one at a time and take care of business yeah. well
3: that's the inherent fallacy well, of the show if their if their time travel missions were so developed that they had sent back this many operatives then yeah they would have succeeded the movies only work because they made it look like it was a last ditch effort like and they, what's
0: kind of neat about it in a time travel way is that they they originally have made it in the original movies and stuff humans created this machine that then created the terminators but now it's kind of making it look like the terminators came back in time and created themselves
3: made themselves like, real. there's
0: a loop there like there is hardly any human interaction at all well, all the I'm, things behind the scenes uh, like i don't know Terminator about that related. i mean
4: it looks to me like it is still humans that, that somehow or another you know create the machine so far
0: in the show they created one computer the turk and everything yeah the turk and everything that has come off that and and is developed from that point on is is has been you know all the materials have been gathered all of the arrangements have been made by the terminators so far so it's kind of neat i think that they've created themselves it's an interesting
4: time paradox also i, I think it's interesting. i don't really buy what you were saying sean about how it, it would seem kind of stupid to me to send all these terminators back and not even make killing john connor a secondary focus like if you just happen well, to bump into john connor wouldn't you just go ahead and kill him she says
3: hmm. in the show that they would if they knew who he was, but they don't have a visual record of him. Like that's the whole that's their out in the show. Like if they knew who he was and they knew he was there, then yes, that would become their mission. But just seeing John Connor, they don't all just know who John Connor is. Yeah, but
0: they're also not looking for him. You know, in the Terminator movies like, Oh you say O'Connor, he's like actively looking.
3: And Because cause if he did that. that in the show then they would win. Yeah. So they kind of create this idea that, yeah, like you were saying, it's almost like Skynet has to sort of make sure that it is created
0: which I thought was kind of cool. It's a neat show.
3: It's I mean, a fun show. Yeah, it. it's worth you watching, know, for sure. The Terminator, as a concept, really doesn't lend itself to sequels or, or spinoffs. So Not at all. They're doing yeah. the best they can do. The Terminator only works as a single movie for the integrity of the concept. they kind of got that Highlander thing like going. Highlander, yeah. You know, where they're having
4: to tweak that, it a little bit, just enough to where they can start making sequels out of it.
3: Yeah, hmm. and for people who are enthusiasts of the concept, they'll allow that because they want to see more stories. But... Really the first one, you know, begins and ends with the concept. Highlander and Terminator are both that way and they both are sort of a circle that way. Where Highlander introduces a concept and then they have like the ultimate finale of that concept. There is no chance of a sequel. And Terminator's like that too. Terminator is the self perpetuating like time paradox in the first place. But it when you try to figure out how to make another one, then you deviate from the original point and it doesn't matter how cleverly you do it. In fact, the only Terminator sequel that they could do that didn't violate the first movie is what they're doing now. The-
0: Man, I'm psyched about that. I hope it's good.
3: I hope so, too. I've been too. wanting this it's-
0: since I was a kid because I didn't like Terminator 2. So ever since Terminator 1, I've been wanting this. So we'll see.
3: Yeah, I could see this I as being that's a good Because I thought that's what Terminator
0: movie. 2 would be when I was a kid. Yeah. It, it seemed logical.
3: Instead of making another time travel story, that seemed like the easiest way to make a story, which is just to show that future and how it goes wrong.
0: And how awesome would it be? I mean, how, you know, when you see those, those by now, horribly dated shots in Terminator 1 of the future, as a kid, I was like, man, I want to see that. That'd be
1: an awesome movie. In a war torn world that was not their own they were the only hope of a people they had never met. Fighting a war that didn't want them, defending a home that didn't love them, preserving a peace that would never last. They were 13 brave souls prepared to die.
2: All right, you man! Get of here before you throw the body down! We're with you, Sergeant Baker! Ye-haw!
1: Baker's men were the best kind, fierce, fearless, and expendable. The twelve of them only served one command. His and he served none.
2: Alright, mate! And so these post-grandmothers never loved us! Yeah! They were the
1: best of the worst, The first to be called when all was lost. And the last thing you ever wanted to see. They were death merchants. Soldiers of misfortune. They were Baker's dozen.
2: Sarge, look out! Sarge! They got the Sarge! How can we go out without the Sarge? Without Pekka, we're just a
0: plain dozen.
2: Well, we have to, Cappy. We've got to do it, because Sarge would have wanted it that way. Right here, Sarge. What's the order? uh... We're the mad maggots. It's payback time! Kill! Ah!
1: They fought to fight, but not to win. They killed for the sport of it. They had no politics. They had no rules. They had no goals. They were baker's killers. Baker's butchers. Baker's dozen.
4: Have you guys read that they've shut down production on Dollhouse?
3: Oh, no. Already? Wow. Apparently, I there's thought it some, was getting ready to air. Well,
4: apparently there's some concerns. that Fox executives have concerns about it. That, that, uh, I read that um, on TVWeek.com. Oh, uh, Just
0: week. concerns that it won't be successful or concerns uh, about the content? I, I don't
4: somehow. know. I mean, they, they didn't really go into it that much other than they're shutting down production for like th- two weeks. And-
3: this is a collaboration that seems doomed to failure, because actually, when he was at Comic Con, I was watching some of the stuff on Fearnet, and they were interviewing him about Dollhouse. And one of the questions they asked was, you know, are you concerned about working with Fox? They're like, no, this is a much better atmosphere. You know, we're, we're working together. For you know, we, we have a we're much more together on what we think we want from the project. Like, and then Fox shuts him down. <laughs>
4: uh like, yeah keep josh up we're gonna have to shut you down yeah. uh, turns I'm out the thinking. scripts are not what we want <laughs> yeah yeah it's like an
0: abusive relationship you're like why are you staying with this person you know and it's, why does why does why is he doing anything with fox <laughs> i guess i have
4: any other well i, I mean they're probably the most is. likely the green light i mean the and
3: yeah, Fox is not a bad place to be, but it's a risk because Fox will green light like it's nothing because they got no problem canceling like it's nothing. And they'll red light like it's nothing too. Yeah, that's exactly right. Have you seen the thing? This is real now. Knight Rider is on for the season yeah. on NBC.
4: It looks like they've made some improvements to the car, thank God. Because uh It seems yeah, like I haven't seen the pilot like but it sounds now. like the
3: character is different. <laughs> like this guy is like an ex airborne ranger or something.
4: Well no, that's what he was in the in the T V movie as well. I don't uh, um did you, you see made that him sound like he trailer? was kind of a ne'er to well he, well oh, he was he was yeah. a ne'er to well at the beginning of the of the uh movie, but his backstory was that he's like a airborne ranger that was in you know iraq and 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 has come back and and now he's living a life of debauchery kind of thing lord i don't know man i don't i don't have high hopes for the for the new knight rider series
3: yeah uh, it could possibly be another corpse on the knight rider pile (laughs) (laughs) that we have discussed in another
0: episode but you know it's 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 funny to me how they keep they're resurrecting all these '80s things all of a sudden. Well,
3: I don't think it's it's funny. I think it's that time. You know, everything happens in cycles, and it's been long enough. Well, the '80s people are sort of nostalgic. Everything from the '60s. It's new enough that you could try something different. I
0: kind of wish they would make some new stuff too, though. Instead of kind of because every time they bring something from the past, it it kind of disappoints me.
3: Well, it's it's a difficult road to hoe, apparently, because there are guys like Joss Whedon who are sort of the new, the new creators, you know, the ones who create the new icons, like Buffy as an icon, you know, and he's trying to do the, and Firefly as iconic characters, but you know, whenever he creates a new series, he gets shut down before the show's even on the air.
4: Well, yeah, I'm sure that they get retooled. I'm sure, that's frustrating. It makes you start wondering.
3: Yeah, they, but then you know they will greenlight the Bionic Woman and Night Rider, and Terminator, like they're nothing. You know the, those guys get carte blanche to do whatever they want. But then Joss Whedon, who is pretty much proven as a hitmaker and just a generally creative person, still has to constantly defend himself and all his ideas. I would get very frustrated if I were in his position. Well, maybe they're just nervous. Nellie's wanting to make sure it's going to be a big hit. Maybe they're, maybe they're making the right decision, just wanting to make sure they got all the di- the I's dotted and the t's crossed and stuff. But it's going to be another big waste of everyone's time if this turns up to be something, because this this happened in Firefly, you know, where they called for the second pilot and all this crap.
4: That's what I don't and get. By it's the like,
3: time you're there, you know, you know, and by the time you've got that Friday night time slot, you're like, man, we sure have wasted a lot of money for you guys to have already decided this isn't going to be a hit.
4: That's what I don't get about it, like in regards to Firefly and other other shows. is like It does seem like they've almost decided even before it comes out that it's not going to work.
3: That's what definitely happens in some cases. If they premiere the show Friday night at eight o'clock, they have decided that it won't perform. And that's a fact. That's the death slot. That's not that's like that's not some kind of weird coincidental thing. If they thought the show would perform, they wouldn't put it in that slot. And for a show to be that expensive and them to make that decision just says they're they're playing out the contract. You know how like with a recording. Uh, Artists, you know, they start doing like whatever EPs or something, where it's like four songs to a CD, just to burn off the contract. Or you start having a best of when you've only had two albums, things like that, because they have a contractual obligation to write it out.
4: I was about to say something about new shows that that I wish they wouldn't do as well as, uh, um, you know how they'll they'll have a new show that's a really good show, but if it's not working in in the first time slot they put it in, they cancel it. Uh, Which
3: happens sometimes, but in the case of like stuff like Firefly, they put it in the Friday night at eight o'clock. That was somebody deciding the show was a write-off. And I don't normally say that. I don't mind that Fox greenlights a lot of shows and then they slaughter them because that's how they do business, and they've, you know, more shows get their shot that way. But that's not a shot when you put a show on Friday night. That's just deciding it's not going to work.
0: Well, they have to show something on Friday nights. So why can't they just keep making that show and putting it on Friday night? And nowadays with TiVo and stuff, I mean, there's really no reason why people can't catch it whenever, no matter what night it comes on. So,
3: I think that we're having, and this, this would be a deeper discussion for possibly a whole other show, but I think the problem is that networks and studios are having a hard time gauging the popularity of things in a TiVo world. You know, you're saying a show's not a hit, but then the DVD box set comes out and sells, you know, like 100 million copies. You're like, if no one was watching the show, then how come all these people bought the box set? And Fox is like that, too. They know to make a box set for things. But how do they not – how do you gauge who's TiVoing? How do you gauge, you know, who's Netflixing?
0: Maybe they ought to release a box set before they cancel anything, just to kind of test the waters
3: is a good idea. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to how to say that. I do think that they should consider ancillary markets. I do think they should consider direct DVD. I do think you know Doctor Horrible has sort of proven you know maybe you should consider direct to iTunes. So maybe you should consider like what's what's the profit margin? That's what I want to hear. Like Doctor Horrible is hugely successful. I want to hear some grosses. Like how do you gauge? That's part of the problem right there is like how do you gauge the profit margin? If you could demonstrate that, then that would open up a whole new world.
0: But I don't think what's weird about studios and movie studios especially is like I don't think they're interested in a high profit margin. They're just interested in high profits and that if you had an inexpensive thing and it made a you know, 2,000% profit, but it still didn't make the kind of numbers that – a a normal expensive movie would have made, even if it only made a well, little bit of profit. E- exactly. You know I mean? Like
4: if you make a, something for a hundred thousand dollars and want- it grosses 5 million. I mean, yeah, that's a huge return, but it's still only 5 million in their eyes. Yeah. To and them. The, that there's there's like, some
3: truth to that. There is some truth to that because Warner in their, in, in their new scramble to catch up with Marvel, it, you know, and bring in the, the superhero bucks, They've actually decided to scale back the number of films that they'll produce a year, and they've shut down their independent imprint altogether to focus on event films, because hmm. that's where the big big bucks. Yeah, so, in, there, so there's a real strong argument there that you're that's correct. A, but that's kind of a high that's exactly right.
4: I mean, because you're sinking a it lot is. of money. There, it's
3: a panic. It's a panic play, in my opinion. That is a hail mary. Because they want to catch up overnight with what Marvel has been developing over the last few years. You guys have been behind the curve, and now you want to get ahead of the curve, and that's not how that works. What you need to do is dedicate yourself to making some really high-quality, high-profile films like The Dark Knight. That's a good start. But wanting to fast-track the Justice League is not a good start. Maybe the opposite is true. They wanted to make the Justice League so it was a group film that they could spin off all these individual franchises. Maybe what you need to do is what Marvel is doing, and you need to come up with these individual franchises that can merge into a big, high-profile group film.
0: I guess it's hard to do a start with the individual ones if the characters aren't known.
3: Well, DC has the best-known characters of all time. Marvel's well, making few, an Ant-Man movie for God's sake. You got the <laughs> really? Flash. You have the Flash. You have Green Lantern. You have Aquaman. Almost every DC mainstay is is known in the mainstream. Whether or not they're popular in the mainstream is something else. But most people know who Aquaman is. Most people, and a lot of people know who Green Lantern is. At least what he is. And everyone knows Batman and Superman and the Flash and Wonder Woman. You just need to get off the. You know, you gotta get off off the ground with these projects. But, you know, you make a huge, high-profile Superman movie and you don't like it, so now you're going to make a whole other relaunch. So that slows that down, you know. You're going to make a Justice League movie and you get so excited about it, you greenlight it before you know what kind of movie it is. And it practically shuts itself down with production problems and everything else and no one wants to see it get done. The buzz on this movie is terrible. Like, the fans, that's not a good sign. The fans should be behind a Justice League movie, and everything I read is people are like, oh, God, the Justice League movie is back. (laughs) You know, they're actually pulling for it to fail because they want to see a Justice League movie, just not one that's thrown together. You got to think about this. It is a shame. It's like there's there's things to consider when you want to make huge event films like this. You got to build to them. You want to make a movie that's got Superman, Batman, and a bunch of other people, you better have a plan. That's a big proposition. Because if it's like a bunch of – it's going to look like the challenge of the superheroes or something. You know, (laughs) If you just throw a bunch of guys in suits and put them in the Hall of Justice and shoot the whole thing in Australia in three months or whatever, you want that to be the thing that launches all these other franchises and it doesn't even sound strong enough to sustain a single franchise. Or a single movie. A Justice League flop would be a disaster for Warner Brothers. Like, I know I'm not the only person saying that out loud, but just just so you guys know, a a Justice League flop would be a disaster.
4: I don't even think they should attempt it. To me, an ensemble superhero movie just sounds like bad news anyway.
3: X-Men made it work. To a lesser degree, Fantastic Four made it work. Looks like Watchmen is going to be a very interesting ensemble superhero movie. Although it's sort of mired in legal troubles now, too, apparently, really apparently Fox or somebody came up made a made an argument that they actually still owned the rights, and they're they've got an injunction against the
0: thing well they've already shot this thing haven't they
3: It's probably already settled because the only reason for them to make a play like that is just to get a piece of the of the money
0: yeah,
3: and that's and that's how it'll play out once you've already got a big budget something shot, you don't just shut it down, you settle. The Spider-Man <laughs> had the actually same problem. Laughing to say I actually laughing
4: into the bank probably because it's like well yeah you you got to make our big movie for us you got to take the big risk but we're going to you know, we're going to well, get it, a piece people of people are profit. mad
3: people are mad and wanting to boycott but the truth of the matter is it, there's it's a very strong possibility that they actually did have a legal right to the property these comic book properties get thrown around so much that people can't even keep track Spider Man almost didn't come out because so many people claimed to own the rights. A lot of money had to change hands before that movie even got to get made. When they sold the rights to Fant and this is how this Crapola Fantastic Four, this one that we keep talking about that doesn't even exist except on bootleg. But this one million dollar budget Fantastic Four got made because this company had secured the rights, but all rights are subject to the movie getting made in a certain time frame. And almost always they revolve around principal footage has to begin at such and such a date or the rights revert back. So they got to the point where they were the deadline was running out, but they weren't ready to shoot. So they took a million dollars and they gave it to a bunch of guys and said, make a Fantastic Four movie. They didn't tell them that, that, was, that it was just to start cameras rolling. They just wanted to make sure that principal photography was beginning to, so they could retain these rights. And so I these guys out and did their dollars. best.
0: That thing looked horrible. How could they have spent a million dollars on that? People make fan films that looked better than that for nothing.
3: Yeah, but fan films are like two minutes long. I, I say this all the time. Anybody that can make a 90-minute movie has got some level of talent because it's at the very least a discipline. A feature-length film is a hard proposition to you know, even though that one looked like crap, there's still a lot of elements. A million dollars is not a lot of money to make a movie like that, especially when they thought they were trying to make an event film for nothing.
0: Do you really think they, they felt that was going to be like a summer hit? Kind I
3: don't know if they thought it would be a summer hit, but this was back in a different time for comic book movies. They probably thought that was the best Fantastic Four movie that anyone was ever going to make <laughs> and could have ended up being right. It's a nice piece of trivia. Is that true, or is that just something you've heard? Well, it's, when when I'm talking, it's not. I'm not saying it's true, but it's what I heard. And in this case, it's what I read. I did read did an you hear article. you it
0: from the voices in your head?
3: I don't know that it's true. I just know that I read it. <laughs> so I did not just make it up, and I didn't dream it, and I didn't just hear it Are you it from sure some it was guy. a book? Are you sure it wasn't nothing? <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, and I do wonder sometimes because I remember – I actually sometimes will go back and research things like in the la- that we were doing an episode about superheroes and I was like, John Byrne saved Wolverine from getting killed. And I'm like, Where did I hear that? Why did I say that? Is that true? And I actually did get some corroboration online at least the, I did. I know I didn't make the story up in my mind.
0: Well, that's good. That's good to that know. That
3: John Byrne is Canadian and he did – and he did help to save Wolverine from being written out. Not necessarily killed, but apparently
0: well, he should Wolverine get cut. was
3: going to get eliminated. And he created Alpha Flight, apparently. So well, I was saying they weren't a very good representation of Canadian superheroes, but they were created by Canadians. So go figure.
0: Well, you know, the funny thing about Alpha Flight is that they all have like wintry kind of powers like an abominable snowman kind of dude well i just like, like the midget really?
3: i didn't even mention that the midget's name is puck you know like yeah. how much of a stretch is it <laughs> that, a, that a canadian superhero will be named after if he's hockey equipment and they
0: have one a girl named snowbird or something too they had they had like the full gamut of the wintry it's like the winter olympics of of superheroes
3: I went through, you know they have their walk of fame there and if you take someone's picture you have to give them $50 it's like a tax for the no longer famous and I'm walking through there with my video camera because apparently if you walk through your video camera no one cares and I'm filming everybody and finally Lorenzo Lamas is there the renegade and I settle on Lorenzo and I'm filming him for a while because I'm fascinated by the fact that no one's at his table like he's he's getting zero autographs And I'm filming him, and finally his eyes look over and I can see he sees me filming him. And I had to make a hasty retreat. I was afraid I might get Crescent kicked. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> you know, I was, I was he gave get, me a look you like get dude get the craps smacked out of you by renegade man
3: I know. <laughs> how awesome is that <laughs> <laughs> well that's what everyone's been ribbing me ever since it's like Sean like of all the fights you've ever wanted to start and couldn't get off the ground you tell me you backed down cause win or lose that's a story
2: dinner dot com.
0: I think that I'm gonna get a big map of the world the kind you'd see in like a movie I'm gonna put it up on the wall I'm gonna get a little uh like a thumbtack, and every time we get an email from a foreign nation, I'm gonna
3: put a tack there. Tack it off. You, you're like just gonna every, stand in front every... of
4: it, like with your arms behind your back, and you know, <laughs> like, the world will be mine.
0: Conquering the world, one person in one nation at a time.
3: <laughs> we are getting more feedback. We just heard from someone who recommended that we watch this film. Is not yet rated. Yeah, oh, I've seen that named movie. Tracy. That's an
4: excellent movie, so. actually. It'll make you mad, I tell you. I mean, because. Uh...
3: It won't make me mad because I don't think it'll illuminate anything for me because I, for years I have followed the, the subjective nature of how films get rated or judged. And, and that's exactly what we were talking about in our Jugsploitation episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we had a little intellectual riff going on until I said that. But but that's we're more than meets the eye, you know. At surface value, we probably would be an R rating by the, you know, by some of these pinhead standards. But if you look deep, you know, we get a lot more going on. Really? I really? Think so. <laughs> some
4: sometimes.
3: <laughs> I mean, probably not in this episode so honest. far. <laughs> I think this is going to be one of our. Uh, this is going to be a filler.
4: I don't know. But, I feel uh, like we've had some good discussion tonight.
3: I feel like we have good discussions. I feel like, you know, we we earned the right to have a show, <laughs> but some episodes are more poignant than others.
4: Sorry, this one doesn't have boobs or, you know, junk or exactly. anything like that in it. Oh,
3: well, we've run out of, exactly. run we out have, of parts to exploit. <laughs> Foot exploitation. Uh, true. We haven't <laughs> have done butt exploitation. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure how we would specifically center on that. But, <laughs> Somehow we thought that they were being so, – uh, To me, stuff. Uh, I don't know. I think that the beauty of the show is when we do a, a junk exploitation or a jug exploitation, there is actually a purpose. There's something going Those on there. Those are our it's most complicated talk about. subjects, really. I think so. They're the most complex. Like At surface value, you're like, this is about nothing. So I think you know the, the the layered quality of the show is what I appreciate <laughs> you know when you think you got us figured out you know when people recommend that we watch things or do things that you know I want I want to get on board with it and, and run with those suggestions I really do value the feedback that we get from
4: oh yeah role. so we'll we'll, so we'll have some, we'll discuss we'll have some upcoming week,
3: discussion that. I'm glad you've seen it because we will have some ups, upcoming discussion about that yeah that.
4: yeah that'll be that'll be good for next week
3: That'd be good. Next week's whole episode will be about that movie. <laughs> well I better watch
4: it again then. Right.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, we, we we actually have some some backburnered uh themes. We just didn't get to one. We actually had a little free flow conversation going on since we missed each other so much. We haven't had we've only had a couple episodes where we're all back
4: yeah, together. I know. It's been weird here lately. So but...
3: so it's been nice just, just chatting with you with you fine gentlemen. <laughs> And I think we, we're we're closing in on doing our robot and or apocalypse episode. Oh uh, really? Very soon. I think so. I I think at least a part one because how much research is necessary, you know, we do an episode where we talk for an hour and a half about nothing at well, all that's what we've been asking. I don't read you.
4: <laughs> you're you're the one that I don't keeps saying you have to go back and do more research.
3: Well, I just wanna be informed on the situation, you know. I know we're talking about nonsense half the time, but we do we do take it seriously to the point at least that we want to, you know, be interesting. relevant to people i don't want everything we say to be taken literally (laughs) but i think if we're talking about this sort of stuff we should know a little bit about about it
0: i'm looking forward to this robot episode Uh, and i'm sure our fans are as well because that's something if not
3: next week then the next i think we should just commit it's like everything else you know just book a show date and that's way that way you know that's when you need to know the songs by and we run a danger of um of building it up too much if we wait too long we don't want an episode that's one that's true situation here. we had in the disaster show we just kind of randomly talked about robots and hit a lot of the points that i kind of wanted to hit on so like if we can just kind of accidentally hit on these interesting points then maybe we are overthinking it maybe i don't have to read every book about robotics before we do an ep- a single episode of the show <laughs> That might be a little bit of a waste of resources on my part. <laughs> I might, I might be trying too hard. Are you actually when I can read? Are it. you
4: actually building a robot at this point now? So, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Will your robot be doing the robot episode? Is that what we're waiting? Oh, I am <laughs> yeah. I am the robot. When, I just Sean Gilbert. <laughs> When you could just do that,
3: voice it seems a lot easier. <laughs> like, when you didn't have to build a robot, you could just pretend to be a robot. Sean, I've got
0: a vocoder That's that sort can of like make us hand. sound like Cylons, so that would work. Yeah. Old school Cylon. So
3: th- there we go. A whole episode of that. I will say this to to you to to our fans out there. I'll I'll give you a T-shirt if if you'll get a, if you'll send us a picture of you in it that I can put on the website. <laughs> I will say that. That's like a good I, deal. I will. Give you a t-shirt. But I'm being very serious here that I would I, – because I do believe that that the strengthening of our of our internet presence will come from introducing the lovely ladies in our TV 8 My Dinner apparel. Uh,
0: you know, of which that would be much. a depressing day for me if that's true. If we put a picture of a girl and, and
3: – It would be – listen, it would be depressing to you to find out that you're not as popular as a pretty girl. No, it I'm would be break depressing to, you to right me now. just
0: that that's – you know, the level of, of, of people that we're, we're appealing to that,
3: I don't think that is the level of the people we're appealing to, because we have a lot of sophisticated fans, and I'm being very serious, because we hear from them. But I, like, I don't mind appealing to the groundlings a little, <laughs> with my broadening the base. I'm
4: just well, saying. and you know, plus you know, a lot of our listeners are female. We've gotten a lot of feedback from them. I think it, yeah, I think, I think it much would be interesting to get a, a woman's perspective on some of our stuff. And uh,
3: well, and and I'm not saying this is a gross thing. I'm saying, you know, I would just like. I want to sell some shirts <laughs> All right. and I think seeing some people in the shirts, like I don't think dudes in the shirts is going to sell the well, shirts. I'll tell you, but I'll... but if People are asking, do we have shirts and girl sizes and styles? And yes, we do. I would like to show that off a little bit. If you go to cafepresscom slash dark, crazy, we have dark, crazy t-shirts. We have, we have TV ate my dinner t-shirts. We have many designs and many styles. And I would, I would do that. I would give, I would give shirts out to people who would, would allow themselves to to be used in the promotion of those shirts. That's all I'm saying.
4: So, girls, if you would like to meet the TV8 My Dinner Crew, we're going to be at the uh, Atlanta SuperCon on November 21st to the 23rd.
3: So yeah, that would be very cool.
4: Yeah, we need to wear t-shirts so all the girls will know who we are. Yeah.
3: If I'm going to the Atlanta Supercon, I will be wearing a TV 8 my dinner t-shirt. I will tell you right now, you know, I, I wouldn't push a product I, I would, I, that I wouldn't use myself. I have – I just got uh, two different varieties of TV V eight my dinner t-shirts and they're looking pretty sharp. So I have a couple of those myself. Getting a lot of attention walking the streets in these T-shirt. <laughs> yeah,
1: just –
0: Music plays. Everything goes in slow
4: motion. It's like is it Saturday Night Live or, or what? Atlanta Supercon is going to have...
3: You can tell by the way I walk. i man. No time,
4: time. Atlanta Supercon is <laughs> going to have Greg Berger, who apparently is the voice of Grimlock from the Transformers TV series. Yeah, you
0: can't beat that. Well, there you go. need Grimlock. There, guy, uh, <laughs> guy that plays Dante there you all go, the, uh...
3: ladies. Hmm? But can he go, Autobots, roll out. <laughs> That's was he the voice of Optimus Prime, as I clearly was? Uh.
4: No. no, I'm pretty sure they would have <laughs> mentioned that over Grimlock.
3: I'm pretty sure that if that were true, that I would then I would have been a guest. And you guys played
4: Lionel on Thundercats too.
3: Like I was. This sounds like our kind of show. This sounds like the kind of the peeps that would embrace us. I feel like these larger cons are getting a little you know big time in their own minds, but maybe the, the maybe this is where we should be headed. The old school.
4: Well, I'm down with that.
3: So anybody, like I remember a couple of years ago, I was trying to get girls to wear dark, crazy t-shirts to Dragon Con to help promote. I couldn't get anybody to do it. Yikes.
0: <laughs> it's true. If you go to like SnorgT.com which has a lot of funny yeah, shirts. And, and they the, always have a girl. wearing always it. a girl. Like in, yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, it just makes sense because, because a girl in an, in a t-shirt catches a guy's attention, but it also shows the girls that there are girl styles.
0: Yeah, and girls are a lot, lot, lot more likely to buy a T-shirt off the internet than a guy is. I'm, I'm guessing. You think? I don't know that many dudes that T-shirt shop online. I'll, I will say that. I've bought some
3: T-shirts online. Well, I don't know. Not just my own. Other than you, I bought a bunch of ours. <laughs> aside from designing my own wardrobe, which apparently happens a lot, <laughs> and I don't know a lot of dudes that do that either. So, I'm <laughs> yeah, just I saying. like a cartoon character. Like, Sean, actually, I have more than one T-shirt with a picture of myself on it.
0: (laughs) That is is pretty funny.
3: You don't know that many people like that either. But I'm just trying. I'm getting the message out there. I'd be much more happy in a world where other people were wearing T-shirts with me on them. But I'm trying to get it out there.
0: Well, all right then. So you guys email us. If you're interested in any of this, email us at feedback at tv 8 com, and, and, you know, let us know. And Sean will get in touch with you and figure it out. He'll send Absolutely. you a shirt. You could probably scam them. You could say you'll do it, and then get a free shirt out of it, and just you know never. And then not
3: even send us a picture, yeah. jerk. <laughs>
4: well, I'm just saying that <laughs> like wouldn't
3: even that wouldn't even like it. how bad a scam is that where all you had to do was like send a digital image of yourself wearing your shirt. And you're like, Bah, whatever. Yeah, and you don't have
0: to be like a supermodel or something. Just
3: well, we're not talking we're about fun. that. I'm not talking about that. That's a,
4: I well, it's implied. If you say you, you show.
0: want girls to model your shirts that you want.
4: We'll know, say models, anybody. Anybody. If anybody. Yeah. Are we giving away t-shirts now? I guess we well, are. Well,
0: you got to be careful We you say anybody because yeah, then you end I'm only up going to give, them give away hundred shirts. Oh.
3: I'm only going to give them to girls. I'm sorry, but that's true. <laughs> Mostly because girls are the only ones who ever write the show. So that's you guys. So they're our and target, partly target audience, as I It's an apology for you if you're the ones listening that you have to put up with this
4: crap. <laughs> it's your boyfriend making so you listen I, to the show. I think...
3: It's time for me to give something back to the Are lady. you, are you making your boyfriend listen to the show? Stupid crap. But, yeah, whatever. Or maybe he doesn't know at all. Hey. Whatever. Just kidding.
4: Get little up. stocky voice.
3: Alrighty. <laughs> maybe he don't have to know. but
2: <laughs> i <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly I've been feeling we're bad, all sensitive baby. people <laughs> with so much to give
4: uh, understand I me words. sugar
3: <laughs>
0: yeah wake Since me up when you guys start making sense be,
4: let's get
3: it on let's leave. <laughs> that's my favorite line understand me sugar I'll say that after anything I say <laughs> I'd start every day with Marvin Gaye. I don't see anything wrong with it at all. Well,
0: you have that right. You can do that <laughs> can, as an American. You can do that. You, you got can an, listen to Marvin
3: Gaye yeah. any time you want to. You got an MP3 player, song. You don't. You don't really need anything more than that. You can listen to any music you want. You're a grown-up man. <laughs> you know. You don't have to wait for our for our permission. We'll do our music episode soon too, because we now have our we first two
0: new songs in the mixing process.
3: There so are some people that you know that soon. that I would like to mention, like some unknowns and unknowns and stuff. You know, I think we got some unknowns. Some people who have some people who have you know been gracious enough to to say we could use their music in a in an episode if we wanted to. So I like to show you our sensitive side, world. So we are instead of world, I think I'm just going to start saying girls now. <laughs> ladies, we'll do that. <laughs> Because you know, this is going to become a, a ladies' lot of show. Might not like know this, is,
0: we're going that that Sean has a a band
3: himself, and that's true. I should get some. I should get something cut
4: together. And is the only one of us who is single, ladies.
3: I don't know why he
0: he he brings that up every episode. It's becoming a. <laughs> we're going to start the show. I'm Sean, the single one. <laughs> Hi, I'm Greg, and I'm Brooks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, it'll be more like, hi, I'm Greg, and Sean's single. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ladies. Ladies. Sean I'm in a band, Spenster. too.
0: And so uh, we've we just we've recorded like six new songs in the past month and a half, and we're in the mixing process, which is a very tedious and painful thing. So I'm hoping Spin-star. that'll be done soon. <laughs> and then we'll have all kinds of fun stuff
4: for you guys to check out.
3: You should say that like Man Called Hawk.
4: Spinster. <laughs> Sean Spinster. Spin style. I think that means a female, but
3: that's a but, joke that nobody uh, even yeah. knows. Of course, it's a female thing because it used to it used to not matter if a man was unmarried. Just and apparently, it only matters in this sewing circle. <laughs> 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 you guys, I've never met a bunch of guys there. So at least I found myself a <laughs> I was supposed to. Be proud we're just, of we're just the fact trying that to you found you a out, nice John, lady just, to take care of you. to be
0: the other way around. Whenever you watch movies, <laughs> it's always the married guy going, man, I wish you guys have it so good. I wish I could be like that. We want got it all backwards. Yeah, nah, I mean, that, I that's, that's how it's portrayed in Hollywood. Oh. Like, the single guy is the one all the other dudes are envious of. You know, I know. Basketball.
3: This is your How I Met Your Mother thing again. Because <laughs> that's all that shows about where he's single and doesn't want to be for no reason. <laughs> all righty, y'all. Well, I would say if people are interested in our t-shirts, then you go to cafepress.com slash darkcrazy and you can see our whole line of, of t-shirts and merchandise. And if you're interested in books, then you could go to lulu.com slash darkcrazy. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm
2: saying.
3: <laughs> or just go to darkcrazy.com and it will link you out all of our amazing features.
0: And I have a link to your latest book on tv too
3: which i appreciate
0: which will all, all your hard work on the website yeah. i appreciate you taking effort to put a link
3: on it <laughs> <laughs> and yeah i know that takes about 6 hours to make a link thanks after I, I just know, appreciate both to of write you guys for doing
4: like everything <laughs>
3: yeah after i wrote yeah after i wrote a whole book <laughs> I'm glad you that you went out i'm words. glad you've been over backwards to to make a link to it on the website since i wrote a whole book and and stuff. You know half that book and is just
0: quoted from stuff we said. though. So you may have Not it's really half. transcribing more than writing i think. I'm
3: just, well in my in, in, in my defense awesome. most of what we say is 90% what i say. So well what? you do
0: a lot of talking. So, so that's true.
3: So suck that.
4: <laughs> now i'm pissed. You do a lot of talking. <laughs> Some bitch.
3: Sometimes I just, like, even when I'm transcribing it, I just cut out the things that you guys say. It's like, yeah, whatever. That's not... Who cares? Who cares about that? Man. I actually changed your names to different character <laughs> names. It's
4: was like, yeah, Greg, I called you Scrod, and I called... Uh... <laughs>
3: no, what is it? You were you were Maverick Lone Star. <laughs> Lobo McBadass. <my> <laughs> you were Lobo McBadass. <laughs> Brooks was Maverick Lone Star. Uh,
0: I want to be... um I want to be... uh not lockjaw. A high jump. What was the other guy? High <laughs> yeah. jump. Hang time. Hang time. Hang time and lockjaw. <laughs> That's retarded. I want to be hang
3: time. I told Lynn that my new fugitive name would be Red Cordial, because she was like she made she mentioned some kind of it's like an actual drink or something called Red Red Cordial. Like cordial. And then she like recommended cordial. I guess it's like I don't know. It's kind of Jerry something. What do I know? I didn't know like but the I word thought, cord, cord. You know, a cordial. Cordial,
4: yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, like you know, like as, an as ice cream kind of thing? I,
3: I guess so. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. I don't ever know what I'm talking about. I just thought red cordial sounded funny. I'll start calling you sherbert. I think that'd be a good nickname. Sherbert. Sherbert is a good name. That's a good sidekick name. How come we never thought of Red that? Carl, and Greg's be oh. Jones, Sherbert. Sherbert. Greg's gonna be um,
4: G Train. G Train. G
3: Train and Sherbert. That's a G- good. That's a good matchup. G Hammer.
4: Think be of G Hammer.
3: Think of. I like G Train and Sherbert as a duo.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna be Brobot. Bro-bot. Okay. Brobot.
4: I think we're done, y'all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Feedback at TV V eight my dinner check out tv8mydinner.com check out darkcrazy.com uh, we'll talk to you uh, next myspace.
3: week myspace.com slash tv8mydinner
0: yeah we've, we've got, got a lot about. of dot com so you just look for us my name's Brooks I'm Sean and I'm Greg and <laughs> we will probably repeat ourselves again next week so until then take it easy Rolling, 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 testes, testes. Chickadee check, microphone check, one, chickadee check, go. (laughs) It's better if you don't even do it like the rap, just read it.
1: Do you want it on your belly? Do you want it in your...
0: (laughs) I, I insist you do that at some point.